Blog Talk Radio. tonight on Stop Child Abuse Now. We're on scan number 3121. I'm your host tonight, Dr. Nancy V. Brown-Willis, and I am with my wonderful co-host, Ms. Kim Lakin, and we have a wonderful guest tonight. His name is Mr. Tom Mayer, and I'm uh, really looking forward to hearing his story. If you'd like to be a part of the panel tonight, please feel free to call 646 646- Five nine five two one one eight. Again, that number is six four six five nine five two one one eight. Okay. Again, we're on scan number three one two one. If you'd like to listen to the show at a later time, and uh, I will start tonight by reading our mission statement here at NASCA. We have a single purpose at NASCA to address issues related to childhood abuse and trauma, including sexual assault, violent or physical abuse, emotional traumas, and neglect. And we do so with only two goals. One, educating the public, especially as related to helping society get over its taboo of discussing childhood sexual abuse, presenting facts showing child abuse to be a pandemic, worldwide problem that affects everyone, and two, offering hope and healing through numerous paths, providing many services to adult survivors of child abuse, and information for anyone interested in the many issues involving prevention, intervention, and recovery. Again, uh, we have a wonderful guest tonight. His name is Mr. Tom Mayer. I'm going to read his bio. Tonight's special guest is Tom Mayer from Minneapolis, Minnesota, born and raised in the Twin Cities metro area, the third of five children. As a youth and growing into adulthood, he always seemed to feel out of place, as if he didn't fit in or didn't belong. In his early 30s, he was diagnosed with an acquired brain injury that required endoscopic neurosurgery. After that event, he began a long and winding journey of self-discovery and self-improvement. In the early 2010s, he began getting into the men, getting into men's work. That is, men working on themselves to become the best and healthiest version of themselves. A few years in 2016, he retired as the office manager of the Twin Cities Men's Center, where they provide a variety of services for men looking to grow in body, mind, and spirit. An educational nonprofit, TCMC, provides resources for men seeking to grow in body, mind, and spirit and advocates for healthier family and community relationships. Now in its 47th year of operation, the Men's Center enjoys the respect of the community it serves and features such programs as anger management, support groups, and workshops. Tom is also a coach, 
trains had IPEC. Accredited coach training companies all have an excellent approach with proven mythologies that deliver effective results. The difference at IPEC is the physiology is born out of an essential truth about unrealized potential inside everyone. The key to awakening that potential lies in our unique consciousness-based approach to coach training. That is wonderful. I'm really looking forward to hear from our wonderful guest, Miss Kim. Good evening. Hey. Yeah. I'm here. I have a message in, so hopefully we'll get him on the line. Good. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. So he's not on yet? Nope, he hasn't gotten on yet. Maybe he's just running a little bit behind. Sometimes the time differences, too, you know, you never never know. <laughs> Others play into it. And I have the, the very, probably the very last one that anybody would ever put as a time zone, mountain time. So I always have to go to other people's time zones and figure it out. Because everybody does. Mostly central. What time zone are you in? Yeah, I always get confused with that. I've been in, in meetings where we're two hours, three hours off. They're in, they're in the mountains, and yeah. the time is just, it's a lot. So um, yeah. that always could happen. <laughs> really, really looking yeah. forward to meeting yeah. our special guest tonight. His story sounds pretty interesting, and um, really yeah, looking forward to yeah, I see that we have uh, one of our good friends, Mr. Philip, is on tonight. Love to see him on. Hi, Hi Philip. How are you? Good. Always love to see you when you hey, join hey. us and share your input. Happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Hey, Philip. Thank you. Hello. Yeah. How has your week been so far, Philip? Or your weekend? How about um, slow and steady. Well, that's good. That's good to hear. That's real good. How about you? Oh. How was your week? How about, um, yeah, I. it would seem like it went so fast. I've been spending time with my grandkids and I get to go to the roller skating rink, Skate City, tomorrow night with my grand- oldest granddaughter. I'm looking forward to that. So, yeah. I guess slow and steady is, is what I'm striving for, too, Philip. <laughs> Thanks for that. I like that. I like that analogy. You like that? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. And other times it's just hanging in there. Right. And that's So how's the weather over there? In Colorado, it's still kinda cold. We're not getting out of the forty into the forties even yet. We got thirty eight today. So kinda chilly. How about you, Doctor Nancy? How are you doing? What's your weather like? I'm doing, yeah, well, right now it says that the weather is 69 degrees. As soon as you guys started talking weather, mm-hmm. I started pulling it. But this, <laughs> the last couple of days has been raining. It's been just, excuse me, ugly. Oh. Just not that great. Huh? Say it again. What did you say, Phyllis? I'm sorry. I was laughing. Oh, <laughs> you laughing at me? It's just been like that. Ugly weather, like it's been raining and it's been just, just not a not a good weather. But yesterday it got a little better because it's been really cold the last couple of days. The weather's been weird because we've had weather where it was like really really cold, where you would need like a big fat winter coat. And I I'm in Georgia, you would need like a big fat winter coat or it got really hot where it was so beautiful out where then it was just start raining, raining, raining. 
and now it's, it, today was a nice day, and yesterday was a nice day, so I'm not complaining now. But, nice. excuse me, it's kind of better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was your weather, yeah. Kim? Uh, nice, actually. Well, it's it's nice, but that's what I love about Colorado is that it it could be cold, and if you don't really have to go outside a whole lot, like I've just been doing office stuff all day, and I'm looking out the window, it's beautiful, and there's like this blanket of snow across the just the country where I'm at. I'm out with my aunt right now. And um, so it's it's really far away and <laughs> from a lot of people, which I never thought I would enjoy that as much as I do now. But I think raising my kids wanted to be in the city. And so mm. I, I'm just having time to enjoy, you know, being alone, I guess, which isn't easy for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Like, what's happening with you, Philip? In your in your area? Um, it's starting to warm up a little bit. Okay, you're California. Uh huh. Yeah. Starting to warm yeah. up a little bit, and uh, it didn't so, snow this year. It won't snow, but it didn't stick. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know that you'd ever get as cold as Colorado. Have, have they? Anywhere in California ever done that? Minus, um, how cold does it get in Colorado? Like 16? Oh, like degrees? minus in the minus. Yeah, and, and minus too. Sometimes we get minus degrees. Which is, oh, wow. It's a good day to stay inside. <laughs> But we don't have that My, humidity like you guys mm-hmm, have. Mm-hmm. You and Dr. Nancy, you both have, Philip, both have that humidity that we don't have in Colorado. It's dry. One thing I realized is when I went to L.A., they, they did not have, they had a dry heat. Have you ever been? They I have dry heat. You mentioned muggy, okay. you know, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is your normal weather like, Philip? Is that just, is it pretty pretty even for the most part? Um, it's really uneven. It's really hot or really cold. Oh, is it? <laughs> is it? <laughs> so not even. You get ice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not even. And you probably get ice. Not even at all. Um, sometimes there's, like, frost on the ground, actually. Yeah. Mm. Does it snow? It's a little slippery. And... Um, frost, not snow. Oh, wow, that's good. Here in Georgia... Whenever we have snow coming, everybody, you know, gets really worried because um, there's been times where they don't really get snow here. It'll be like a little baby dust, very, 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 very little baby dust. But um, the danger is when it turns into ice and because they don't normally have those type of conditions, they normally don't have the equipment readily available, the sand trucks and all of that to take care of things. So if we get that black ice, of course, it's very dangerous. But when it snows, it's like a joke. People make fun of it. It's so funny. They make funny memes. And it really is just like that. But when it gets... um really, really, really cold and, and we get a little bit of snow and it turns into black ice, it's very, very dangerous. Like, very dangerous, yeah. Well, I hope nobody gets hurt. Say it again? I hope nobody has an accident on the ice. Yeah. One time, um, they, everybody, like, people were stuck on the highway and, um, 
I knew I knew about this. This happened probably like 2014, 2015, somewhere around there, where it was like so severe, and people were stuck on the highway, people were stuck at stores, and um, there was a lot of many accidents back then. That's why, like now, whenever they say snow, people scramble. And then when we see the little baby, little dust, it's like a little powdered sugar, a little bit of powdered sugar on the on the sidewalk when it does happen. But because of the history of it, you know, people do take it seriously because of that one or, you know, the, the couple of times that's happened. Very, very little, but still, when it's happened, it's been dangerous. So you still got to take it seriously. Yeah. Mm. Uh, one of the things that I've been noticing, too, I know we're talking about weather and, and it's probably a different topic, but while we wait, um, a lot of flooding. I've been seeing a lot of floodings on the news, and um, when I was doing a little bit of research, they were saying it only takes six feet of water, I mean six inches of water, to lose control and skip to lose control of your vehicle. And when it's 12 inches of water, the car can float. So How much should it take, six inches? Yeah, six inches, you can lose control and the car can uh, skid. And then 12 inches, the car can float and take off, like just start doing its own thing, and you can lose control. So We have flooding out here, actually, too. You have flooding? Not a lot, but sometimes the streets get flooded. You have to be careful because a lot of times we don't think, I know I've seen water, you know, certain streets get flooded and people just drive through it, try to drive slow. And the whole time I'm thinking, I know the bottom of your vehicle is soaking up that water, is getting damaged. But on top of that, I never thought about that the car can float, (laughs) you know, because I'm like, oh. The car is so heavy, you can get through that, but, again, 12 inches, you can completely um, get yourself in a dangerous situation. So, have, do you drive? Um, I've driven, but I'm not a safe driver, so I try not to drive. Okay, so you don't but drive I, often? No, I don't. Good. You don't have to worry about that part too much, but if you notice... But there's a lot of water. Make sure that you let the people know, you know, if it's just something that you need to avoid on the road. You try to stay safe. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, um, and the reason why I learned that, I'm going to be honest with y'all, I took this um driving class to lower my car insurance <laughs> and oh, nice. I learned some things that yeah I was like you know I need to lower this numbers down and so me and the family we took this driving class and there were things that were like wow you know things that you don't even think about or maybe remember or you know so it was always good to stay fresh with it and if you have an insurance policy and you're trying to lower your numbers Talk to your agent about ask them what classes you need to help you bring down that price, and it brings it down significantly. So I do I recommend people to do that. That's a great thing to do, and that helps you with your mental health and your stress <laughs> when the numbers go down. So, yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, okay. cost of living, everything is high up. Gas is up, eggs are up, car insurance is uh-huh. up. So anything, any any tidbits that we can learn to bring it down is a blessing. Yeah. Sharing is caring, yeah. y'all. <laughs> Have you noticed that with the eggs and the milk? Yeah, <laughs> Have you noticed that with the eggs and the milk prices? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, it is ridiculous. I can't believe it. Eggs are that much. They've never been. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Me and my friend were having a conversation about eggs. Are they like seven or eight dollars a carton? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that um, I've been noticing a lot of people saying. I'm gonna just start my own chicken coop in my backyard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you know what? That does not sound like a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. When you, you see those numbers, or not? <laughs> yeah, you want a rooster? No, my my daughter and son-in-law had um, some chickens and and one rooster, and he was just beating them up, and he killed a couple of them, and so they got well, they kicked him out of the pen, and um, he. Followed, just followed people around for a couple of days. Then he finally disappeared. But he was mean. He was really mean. So they don't lay eggs very well if if they um, have a rooster beating up on them. <laughs> they don't lay eggs real huh. well. Now they are. Now they're laying better. <laughs> what else do you know about chicken coops? I, I, don't. I just saw it. <laughs> what else do I know about chicken coops? Not very yeah. much. I just saw my son-in-law building, you know, built the one, and I was staying with them for a little while. And, um, and I mean, I think that they, I think they're a lot like a lot of the animals. They've all kind of got their personalities. And I think that's what always amazes me with any kind of new animal I get. I'm just kind of sensitive in that way that I, you know, could just look at an animal and go, wow, you have a personality. <laughs> you know. That's a beautiful heart to have. Yeah. Philip, last time you said that. Oh, what are you saying, Tim? Sorry. I, no, I just said, yeah, I think we talked about this before. I even squirreled. I talked to squirrels. Like, yeah, fill up. Yes. Hello. I'm here for the questions. <laughs> uh, well, what I was going to ask was, I, well, I wish I heard what Kim was going to say. I don't, did you forget what you were going to say, Kim? Because I still remember what I was going to ask. I just want to know what you were going to say. Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead and ask. Okay. Well, I was going to ask, um, I think the last time we were on the show, you made a comment saying that you grew up around the farm or you had a friend who had a farm and all of that. I live on a horse ranch. Oh, it was just a horse ranch, right? Not a whole farm? Okay. Well, my neighbor has chickens and cows. Okay, they had chickens and cows. Did they sell eggs and milk? Um, the cows are for the slaughter, and mm. I think that's, I don't know about the eggs yet. Maybe I'll ask mm-hmm. them later. I know that that's good okay. for them because, mm-hmm, that's good for them because now, like, we were just talking about the prices and everything like that, it would be a blessing to have your own chickens and your own cows. To have your own eggs and your own milk, and you know little things that we take for granted, we don't understand the process of um, what it takes to get those things. But definitely, if you're able to have your own, like some people have, they farm and they grow their own produce, um, not produce. I'm sorry, their own vegetables. Yeah, we used to have a garden when I was a kid. Okay. We grew all types of vegetables. Tomatoes, porridge, so you don't carrots. Have a garden? 
Uh, uh, you know, because it was my parents doing it. How was it? But I know how to play the wood. <laughs> how to do what? When I know how to play the wood. Oh, that's a blessing. Yeah, I know some people have how. green thumb. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I mean, some things. I can get perennials to grow, those, you know, those flowers that can grow back every year. Sometimes I can get those to regrow, but. I can have oh, them. nice. In the summertime? Can, yeah. So I have, like, a little garden out front in my house that has all different perennials that I I've been planting, and I'd plant like one a year or so, and I just kind of filled in the area. I mean, they plants are cheap. They're kind of expensive too, but it was more more about the flowers. And I had a I have a friend across the street who had her husband is really into planting, so he would plant all the gardens, and we would get like tomatoes from him and. We would get pumpkin bread from the pumpkins that they grew, and I could grow pumpkins. That's what I would. That's the only vegetable wow. really that I could grow because I didn't want. It was a lot of work, and the soil was really bad out there. <laughs> it was like clay, so you had to really work with it all the all the time, you know, to get it really plantable for stuff. And so, but. I mean, that's the one thing with pumpkins is they don't really need a whole lot, and they'll grow in that clay. They'll grow and take over just about anywhere. And, um, <laughs> okay, I was going to so, ask, is it hard to yeah, pumpkins or not? Not pumpkins or, or any kind of um, squash. You know, those things will oh, grow wow. real good in that real hard kind of clay-ish soil. Well, anything. (laughs) I don't know if the humidity... I think they like the hot. See, I think that's why they grow good in Colorado in the summer. It's because they really like the heat. And then you plant them in a a sunny spot. So, I don't know a lot about planting, but I was starting to kind of learn a little things, you know, a few things here and there. And, um, in Georgia, we have a lot of um, red clay, so some some parts are, are very very mm-hmm. difficult to grow. Um, you yeah. have to dig up yeah. some of that clay. Um, clay. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> I just had a lot of. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Had a lot of pots. That's a lot easier. It was a lot of work. Yeah. After a few years. <laughs> they are. They are. I have one plant that I've been putting outside and bringing inside for the last four years or so um, of a geranium. And because um, I just wanted to see if I could keep it alive in the winter. And it kind of dies down a little bit. You know, and it doesn't look all that great by the time that summer comes around again. <laughs> but it's still alive, and then I just put it back outside, and it, like, regrows. And it's been, actually, since I've been bringing it in, when it regrows, it's been doing even more flowers. It's flowers a lot better. So that's been kind of interesting. Um, but I didn't start doing that when my kids were gone. <laughs> I didn't have time to do all that when they were the house. <laughs> yeah, a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Philip? Do you like I, to plant stuff? Then at all? Um, I have a cute little soft cactus thing, but that's not personally. It's just um, purple and green, and it's about four inches tall. And I keep it in the bathroom on the counter. Does it flower? Sometimes? No. No. But it um it turns green in the middle and purple on the outside. 
oh, okay. So it's just the cactus itself colors, and it doesn't make a flower. No. I have a little one, a little cactus that does. It's like every Christmas, right around Christmas time. So I think it's a cactus. <laughs> I um, I want a little cactus, but um, well, I I, I just want to get one. I think I've seen a few in uh, Home Depot, so I do want to try to see how that goes with little cactus. But planting and taking care of plants, which are still planting, is very therapeutic. It's very therapeutic. Yeah. Some people talk to their plants. So taking yeah. care of an animal, taking care of a plant, taking care of, you know, all of that is, is very therapeutic. It's part of a lot of people use it for their healing, their recovering. Um, so all those things are great. I'm glad that we're sharing that. Because, you know, I love hummingbirds. Where I used to live, oh. I used to have, I would see them in the backyard. I haven't seen one in a, such a long time, but I saw one so little. It looked like a bee almost. I don't know. Must have been a baby. Yeah, it could have been a baby hummingbird. You're right. But the but the wings move so fast. And it's just so such a spiritual bird. I love hummingbirds so much. Warms my heart. Yeah. Do you like seagulls? I like seagulls. Seagulls? Seagulls. Oh, eagles? Seagulls. S-C-A-G-U-L-L-S. Eagles, right? By the beach? Eagles. Yeah. Oh, seagulls. Seagulls. Yeah, do you you feed them? I love them when um, I feel like do you feed them? I used to feed them at the beach. What did you give them bread? Would, um or like french fries if if they didn't make them sick. Do the french fries make them sick? Yeah, does it? Does it? I hope I it doesn't know. because oh, I fed I them know. french fries. So- yeah, they they eat a lot of like food. Like they eat like food. They're like smart birds. Do you like uh, the beach? I love the beach with a capital L O B E. Capital, 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 capital. <laughs> I love the so therapeutic. I can just go there, sit down, watch the waves, feel the air, the salt in the air. And just They're so cleansing to me. I, I love the beach. But I love a clean beach. I don't like dirty beach. <laughs> but if the beach is dirty, that's okay. If the beach is dirty, I just, and when I say dirty, I mean when I walk in, I can't see my feet type of beach. Then I would just walk, walk the beach and enjoy the scenery, because it's still beautiful, still beautiful. But I love to go into the water and touch the water and roll around. I love a clean beach. But if the beach is not clean, I I enjoy the beauty of the beach, the scenery, the rocks, the sun, the skyline. It's beautiful. Do you like the beach? Yes, I like the beach, too. What do you like most about the seagulls? What is interesting about them to you? The thing I like about the seagulls (laughs) is that they are at the beach. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I like about seagulls. That makes sense. What do you like about the beach? Um, I like the atmosphere of everybody at the beach. I like the pier. I like the pier, too. You said you like the pier? The pier. The P-I-E-R. Oh, the pier. Yes. 
Yes, beautiful. Well, I like parrots. Like, have you ever had a parakeet or a little parrot? Um, No, I haven't. Have you ever met one in life, in real life? Um, let me see. I might have seen one in a pet store. Do you like those? Yeah, because um, growing up, I grew up in my country. I'm from Costa Rica. So I grew up there, and a lot of my neighbors had parakeets. Like, they had little parrots. So it was, like, normal. You go in the house, and they start talking just like how the mother talks, like, and calling the kids' names. And you're like, really? The parakeet has a great memory, (laughs) and it speaks so well. And they'll start, like, laughing. (laughs) Ha, (laughs) ha, 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 ha. <laughs> it's just like hilarious. It's so entertaining. Really funny. Like, wow, this bird is so smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get their owner in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they repeat everything. You're right. They do. Get, they can't get their owners in trouble repeating. But it's like you would not expect. Like, I mean, a two-year-old. <laughs> it's so dangerous. Yep. And you just would not expect a bird to be so smart and be able to memorize so much and then reiterate it, like, you know, so perfectly. And, um, you know, pet therapy is always very great in um, in healing and recovering, taking care of an animal, taking care of a pet. Or just sitting in nature and enjoying the beauty of the animals, even if you don't have one to take home and take care of. But just enjoying and seeing nature and life moving around just like wondrous things. Like, how is that, you know, you try to figure out, how could I move my fingers? How could I move my hands? How do they move? How do they communicate? How do they eat? How do they this? How do they, it's just a beautiful thing. Watch. <clears throat> Do you like the county fairs? The pier? The county fairs? The county fairs? Yeah, the yeah. county fairs. Mm-hmm. Do you like it? They have, yeah, they have horse animals or ranch animals there sometimes. Oh. Oh, have you ever ridden a horse, Philip? Have you do you ride horses? Um, not yet, not yet. Maybe, maybe sometime nice. I will. Hopefully, maybe. Yeah, they are too. I know very therapeutic as well. And um, yeah, when I was staying with my daughter, she has three horses, and she had one that is a mini. You know, one of those little mini ones. He has so much personality, too. He was so smart. And he would just, those big, she had two big ones, one that was, that's like 28 years old. So he's really old, and he used to race. He used to jump. He was a jumper. And um, lived with a rich family. Lived a pretty posh life, most of his life, until he moved in with my daughter, and they don't even have a... They don't even have a barn for him. I feel sorry for him all the time. I'm like, he's old. His bones ache. Give him a barn. <laughs> that's a, that's probably a grandma mentality too. Is, you know, oh, I feel sorry for all the animals and the babies. And <laughs> but um, but I would just love to go down there and just talk to him. I just I haven't ridden them either. So up, but um, I just. I think they again they're just personality. And that's what I love about I like personality animals. In things. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like personality yeah, in things? Fun, it? Yeah, it's fun to see that. It's really beautiful. Yeah. So I think so you, Philip, are you go- Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, so I think um Mr. Philip had shared last time that um, one of his friends had a, the horse barn, and um, he used to see these beautiful horses. Didn't you share that? Yes. 
Yeah. Because I said, I, I want to ride a horse. I've never ridden a horse, but that's not my bucket list things to do. <laughs> they are beautiful. And... Have you ever rode a horse? No. No, I just no. have a... I just like to talk to them. I just go over <laughs> to their fence and usually I'll take them some apples or something. And yeah, I've well, I've had horse fights, oh. so I'm a little bit nervous about getting on a horse. I don't think. Well, the one that I know wouldn't, you know, make a fuss is like Justin, the 28 year old one, but he's kind of old for me to get on him, and so. Um, the other two, I'm not sure what would happen. Well, I know what would happen with Stubbs, which is the mini horse. He would just buck and take off. He's never been broke at all. He's, so he's just... Although, I don't know. He's seen the other two be written. So maybe he would want to, but I don't know. He's still kind of small for me. I'd probably be too heavy for it. <laughs> but I just, the, the yeah, I just one... love him. Horse? Yeah, the mini. Yeah, the mini. We've been mm-hmm. trying to get my grandson, who's 11, to get on him and break him. Oh. You know, because mm-hmm. we have to. Somebody has to ride him for him to let you to continue to ride him. But somebody has to kind of go through that whole process, which would be a little bit like mutton busting. Have you ever heard of mutton busting? Mm-mm. Have you fill up? Nope. <laughs> no. No? It's when little kids do it, especially in the small towns like I'm in and my you know, my daughter is in now and stuff. They like have at the fair or the rodeo, they'll have um let kids come in and ride sheep. And the sheep mm-hmm. are not you know, they're not near as wild as even probably this mini horse would be. Um, <laughs> but they do try and get you off of them. And so it's kind of, you know, a, a rodeo ride for kids. And a lot of kids do it. My nieces and nephews have done it ever since they were probably five or six. Oh, and, um, yeah, it's just, it's a, and so that's what we were telling my grandson, it would be like with the mini horse because he's never been ridden before. He's never been broken. And so he um, he would probably try to buck him off and everything. But then if he after he got used to it, I think that he would be fine with it. But he's just never had that opportunity. And he's not near as old. The mini horse is only like eight years old or something like that. He's still young. He's still compared to the other, and then the other one that they have is a Mustang, which, you know, Mustangs are wild. And wow. catch them. And then they, horse. it is, yeah, but they're wild horses, and people catch them and, and make them into, you know, their pets, but um, they still have a wild streak to them, and sometimes, you know, you got to be careful. <laughs> They, they too wouldn't be ones that I would be interested in writing, but <laughs> yeah. I would start with I don't the know mini. A lot horse. about him, but I'd like a little. Yeah, he's really cute. His name's Stub. <laughs> he's got those little stubby legs, you know. <laughs> that big belly. Oh, I would start with because it's him. <laughs> Their head is like almost the same size as a regular size horse. You know, they've got a pretty big head. And snout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe not like that big, but there. <laughs> he just looks so like a little dwarf. I'm sorry. They have a regular size head. Is their body small? Their body is pretty good size, too. It's mostly their legs that are small. I mean, oh. he looks like he's, you know, kind of. Well plumped up. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's just a little tidy. That's why they called him Stub, because he has a little stubby leg, you know, that he runs around. <laughs> yeah. And um, 
you know, I'm sure he tries to keep up with the big horses when it comes to eating. And they also look, he looks heavier in the winter when they have their winter coat because they grow a heavier coat, too, in the winter. So, I mean, I think that that's helpful, but I still feel sorry for Justin because I know how those aches and pains are going. <laughs> I know how those are not fun. Justin, mm-hmm. he was the oldest. The second one is um, Dash because he's a Mustang. They named him Dash. And then Stubbs is the baby. <laughs> oh. Do you know the names of the horses you're around? The um, I know two of four, Sugar and Charlie. Yeah. Are they sweet? Do you, do you go over and talk to them too? Um, I pet them, but I don't talk to them. Maybe I should talk to them. You don't huh? talk to them? Well, yeah. Well, I say hello. Hey, how's it going? And I say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're petting them and they're letting you, then they're communicating with you and they like you. So, I mean, that's, that's what's important. So, I guess if you don't feel like having a conversation with them, but... You know, I'm an old grandma, so I can talk to animals, plants. People just think I'm crazy. (laughs) I'm old, crazy. Talk to things. You're not crazy. (laughs) Right. You're not. Thanks, (laughs) Philip. Well, Well, I I think that that actually plays in to a lot of what we're talking about is kind of that feeling of not always feeling good enough or something, you know, as far as being a survivor goes. So that, yeah, and then you could say things like that. I say things like that. Yeah. It's part of it, you're right. No, Sensei, no, you're right. It's part of it, and we can't be hard on ourselves. You, we have to remember to be gentle, and we understand where it comes from, and, you know, we're all here to support each other. And it's a safe thing. No judgment. I was also going to say, um, I was going to ask um, you and Philip, what are some of the things that you also like to do to help you in your recovery? For example, we were talking about, you know, some people have pets. Some people um, like to garden and grow plants. And talk. some people like to talk to their plants, right, while they're growing. Um, and then, again, some people have pets. Or for me, I don't have a parrot, but, you know, I have the memory of. So what are some things that we can probably – help you cope in your recovery. Miss Kim? What is it? Um, I was going to let Miss Kim go first. Oh, um, well, I, I talk to a therapist every week. That's a given. Um, and I... I have to say that I really like this therapist and it's not easy to find, always find mm. somebody that you connect with. And um, and there was just some more really validating things that happened today during my session that, you know, made me feel like, oh gosh, I finally found somebody that's trying to understand me and where I'm coming from. And um, so that's huge. Is, is that and I'm learning to do other things for myself like you know I'm not a huge shopper or anything but I do like to go look at stuff and maybe buy one or two things and um, a lot of times that consists of the dollar store <laughs> which is all I can afford but you know what I'm, I'm like, okay, if I want to do that, when I get a paycheck and just buy a few things, and you know, then I deserve that because um, 
I worked hard. So even if it's the dollar store stuff, <laughs> they've got really yep. cute stuff in the dollar store now, though. Really, <laughs> they do. Oh, they do. Yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> Spending a lot of money. I've gone in there and set up like little Christmas oh, yeah. uh, to add to my Christmas table. One year, and I was like, Lord, they had so many cute things. And, yeah, you can ring up a bill in there. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> How about you, Philip? Um, I like to be on the road driving or, like, riding passenger or whatever in the car. I like to be on the road in the sunlight. Yeah. Mm. And the sun hits your face. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I like. You know, I'm glad that you said that because you um, you're talking about the fact that you like to, number one, take road trips, which is great because you're in a different scenery. And also you're talking about the sun, which is of great force the main, one of the best source for vitamin D, which when our vitamin D is low, when we're not getting out, we're not getting sun, it affects our mental health. It's like a lot of times when people are dealing with depression, their vitamin D is very low. Huh. I've noticed that I'm happier in the summer. You noticed that? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why a lot of times people will be like, oh, open your windows, open your shades, let some light in, and then, you know, go outside, get some fresh air. But if we don't understand how much we need that vitamin D, and when you feel like your energy is low, you got to think, am I taking my vitamins? And I'm talking, I'm talking right now to myself because I have not been on top of those things. I have not been on top of my vitamins consistent with my workouts and getting out to the sun. And those things do affect your mental health. You're like, why don't why does my energy feel low? I don't feel like doing much. Da, da, da. All those things together. Your nutrient intake, you know, what you're eating, if you're taking your vitamins, if you're exposing yourself to the sun, getting fresh air, breathing appropriately, all those things make a Big deal. Today I was coming up the stairs. I was coming up the stairs like a little penny. I was coming up the stairs. I was tired. I had a long day. And I was coming up the stairs like a grandma. I said, uh-uh, I have to stretch. I took a hot shower, and I said to myself, I need to stretch. We don't realize how much we need that, right? Good for you. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. Well, I, I do that, great. too. I didn't mention that. I definitely feel so much better. And like tomorrow I have to get up and I have to drive an hour to go down. I mean, I want to. It sounds like <laughs> I have to. But um, I do want to go see my granddaughter and go to the, the state city with her because she asked me to. But um, it's a long drive because it's an hour down there and an hour back. And I've got to go in the morning. And that's usually when I do my stretches. It's like in the after, by the afternoon. Well, good. I'm busy doing other things, but I don't have it. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. important too for me. There's yeah. um, a couple different things online that I do. I don't know if I've mentioned it with you, but you might like it, Doctor Nancy, too. And maybe I don't know. Maybe even Philip. Do you like to kind of dance, exercise, and just kind of get your body moving and, oh. and dance? Yep. Yeah, I do. I haven't been doing it, but I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put on some music. Have you ever done that, Philip? Just turn on some music and kind of dance around? Well, there's a... Um, are you there? Dancing is one thing I really like to do. Dancing? Yeah. Yeah. Just any kind. That's great. Like hip-hop dancing. Yeah? 
Well, check, oh. check out Body. It's called Body Groove. B-O-D-Y and G-R-O-O-V-E. Body Groove. All right. And um, she she just turns on, you know, music. And she'll sometimes tell you to switch, you know, doing something. But her main emphasis is on just moving your body and, you know, in the way that you feel comfortable and it doesn't have to be, you know, just how she's doing it or she just, you know, she's more about becoming more in tune with your body. And I just really like her. And then um, the morning stretches that I do, I do like this 10-minute one because I have to, I feel like I have to be more you know, scheduled about my my exercise. That's why if I I don't do it in the morning, I don't get it done. But um, I if I do that ten minute workout, she's a lady that I used to do a country workout with when I was younger, and um, I tried to do that again one time. I was like, yeah, no, I can't. But she's older like me, and she's <laughs> um, she has kind of the same body types as I do, and so I really like her. And her name's Denise Austin, and she'll do this 10-minute morning stretch. And if I have more mm. time, then I'll do something else with hers or or something. And but she just really kind of hits all the the muscles that you know you need to stretch. And she's not one of those tall, slender, you know, super skinny models. That she's just a regular person. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Like people down to earth. So. Right. So that's great. Mm. Right? Yeah. All right. Well, it sounds like our our uh, guest, Mr. Tom, will not be joining us tonight, but we do hope to have him back on the show soon. We're really looking forward to hearing his story. I'm glad that we still, yeah. you know, everything happened. So at least, you know, we had a chance to talk about different ways that people cope with uh, with things from the past and things that help them through their healing journey. So uh, everybody has their own uh, healing pathway, and uh, it's no one's way is wrong. What works for you works for you. And there are a lot of different pathways, so I'm glad that we were able to talk about it. And yeah, but yeah, do you have anything else to say before we close off tonight? Uh, no, I don't. No. Okay. Well, thanks for being on, Phyllis. Well, you're here. Good taste. Yeah, we appreciate you. So, are you in are you in school at all, or are you just working now? Right? Now? Have I asked you that before? Uh, Do you mind me asking you? That? I'm in school. You're in school. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you know what you want to be yet? Uh, to be honest, no. No, that's fine. Hmm. Not everybody knows. I didn't know till I was older. I was like 45. <laughs> so right. it's and you're way good. ahead. <laughs> yeah. That's good that you're in school. That's great. What are you in school for? Um, music. Music. Oh, okay. Music production. Music production. Fine. Awesome. That sounds like yeah. fun. Like a lot of fun. Well, you keep, keep plugging away, and maybe if you create something, you could share it with us sometime, if you'd like. Yes, perhaps. What's your well, um, would... instrument of choice? The drums. The drums? Okay. Uh-huh. My, my brother was a drummer, and so... I have become even more fond of drums, I think, since he passed away. 
I just find myself in the car doing the beat. And <laughs> I'm like, whoa, what is happening here with my hands? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'd love to hear that something you make. Actually, can I tell you the truth? We're going to trust yeah. you guys. There's not that many people I trust with this because people, some people don't believe me. But when I was a kid, um, my parents were abusive and they weren't really there for me. And so God or somebody or just myself, um, when I was like a baby, I knew that somebody was going to come into my life that was going to be there for me. And I have a feeling that I was supposed to be this person's husband. And like 20 years later, which is now, she moved in next door. That's the lady with the chickens. So, yeah. So I knew that oh, the wow. lady, the neighbor, was going to come into my life for 20 years. And she's finally here. And I have a feeling that I was supposed to be her husband. Oh, wow. Awesome. That's awesome. I think. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, Sharon. That- you definitely um, have a, a wonderful heart, and I'm sure that you're going to make a great husband someday. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Beautiful. Are you guys talking? Um, we talked a little bit so far, but I have a feeling our relationship is going to grow. Well, you be careful with your heart because it is, you know, sensitive and I just know how my heart is too. So, you know, as a fellow survivor, it's slow and watch your heart to look at you. All right. Will you do that for me? <laughs> um, to be honest but with you, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of careless because that's how my father was. And yeah. it's kind of like learned behavior, too, kind of. But you can see that behavior, and so that's a game changer. That's exactly so what like, my son says to me, is he's like, I see that behavior, and I see when it starts to come up in me, and so I don't like it, and I squash it. And if you're aware of it, thank you for believing in me. You won't. Well, absolutely. You deserve to believe in. There's something called. Thank you. Catching. Ah, what is it? Catch it, change it, catch it, check it, change it. So first you catch it, you catch what the what the concern is, what's something that you don't want to work on, something that you don't want to do, and then you check it, like, okay, what can I do to not do those things or to be stronger in that area? And then you work on the changing, which is, all right, so I'm going to do this so I don't do that. I'm going to make sure I try to do this so I don't do that. And taking that control back. So catch it, check it, change it. Have you ever I'm tried right. that? Um, that's the first time I've heard of that. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's just some a little little tricks that we all learn along the way to share. Always great to share. Yeah. Yeah. Well, keep us posted. Keep us posted. But friends. All right. Wait, what'd you say? No, I said definitely keep us posted about your new friends. But let's hear how your friends, you know, how everything's going with your new friends. All right. Yeah. Enjoy the process and have fun. Okay. All right. Gotta have fun. All right. Anything else? Yes. 
Anybody else have anything they want to talk about? No, sounds good. Maybe we'll wrap up a little bit early. Yeah, we wrap up a few minutes early. Hopefully we get Mr. Tom back on the show soon. That would be great. Thank you for his story as well. Thank you, Dr. Nancy. Nice. Thank you, Miss Kim, for being such a blessing always. Such a great person and always so much wisdom. Thank you for joining us, Philip. Thank you. It was very nice to talk to you today. We appreciate you. You're, you have so much wisdom and you are so strong and uh, and you continue to grow and evolve and it's just a blessing to be able to watch you do that. So thank you for sharing tonight. And well, thank you for being there. <laughs> you're welcome. We are always we are here. Okay, you can always reach out. So um, again, thank you all for listening tonight. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate every one of you all. And just remember that you are never alone. There are always people. There are resources, and uh, NASA is definitely here to support those survivors of child abuse. So you all have a good night, and be safe. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night, Philip. Another tomorrow, because that's gone away.